This call may be recorded or transcribed. It's a happy day to declare victory. My name is Andrew on this Friday. Who's with me on the call? Good morning. Happy Friday. This is Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day. Hey, hey. Hey, Sister Lisa. Happy Friday to you. Good to hear you. Hey, thank you. Oh, I have a prayer request, please. Uh, okay. Let me let me get something to write with. And get something to write on. <laughs> I'll be set. <laughs> okay, take your time. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm squared away. Okay, so I'm praying for all the children, all the children that you know in every city, and to take that murdering demon out of these cities, and then also for my grandchildren. Uh, they've been disruptive. Uh, you know, this is you know. So just asking God to turn them around. Uh, Martell and Michaela, uh, yes, we having a hard time. Yeah, <clears throat> Dad, Pat, which my son is, so he's having a hard time. So keep me in prayer, awesome prayer to, you know, for me oh, to stay, yeah, loving him yep. and through it all. So not get angry with him, but just love him, you know. So I'm happy uh -huh. with that. No, 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 no. No, I I fully understand because when when the Lord Lord said uh, in the Book of Revelation, I am He that guards the reins and hearts. So when when you get Him on a job, yeah, see, mm -hmm. see, like 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 sometimes uh, we're always going to be parents, okay? We're always going to be grandparents, yeah. regardless of the age. Yeah child was speaking to right and yeah sometimes on this side of the grass they think they're too grown to be spanked okay because because yeah. now folks don't spank their children they talk at them and it doesn't take yeah. a really it doesn't take a really bright child to just tune that out you know like you know she gonna fuss for 20 minutes right yeah and then 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 i'll just walk out and you know no big deal i'll I'll listen to what she says i'll still do what i want okay but yeah. when the lord yeah. the lord gets on your path and he spanks you he can spank you for decades he can spank you for a lifetime you know and you know how long did he spank, spank samson samson did what he was grown to do what he was wanting to do for, you know, for a good while. Right. And then, then God took it out of his hand and spanked him by his enemy on the regular. And in the end, you know what they said about him? He judged Israel 20 years. That's it. Outside of wow. his strength, feats of strength, and mm -hmm. Delilah, all they could say about him was he judged Israel twenty years. Wow! But they wrote a they they wrote a whole lot more about Joshua. Okay. You know, and Joshua didn't have mm. his strength. 
Joshua just had the promise of God that no man would be able to stand in front of him all the days of his life. So when he went out to war, he'd come back. That yes. didn't stop him from getting ready for war so everybody else would get ready just like him. He was the only one God promised that you'll return as I sent you. You know what I mean? But yes. he didn't. He wasn't like Samson. He couldn't just pick up a jawbone of an animal and and whip a thousand men. But he could whip a thousand men. You know, it'd just be physically exhausting. But God made a promise. <clears throat> so when God says something, it is. But just look yeah. how much yeah. more Samson could have done. But he wasn't that right. Yeah. And he gets removed from the board, you know, early. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but but as a parent, I, I understand that at some point you got to, okay, you know, God only lends them, lends them to us. And we have to put the yeah. imprint of the Lord on them, on their mind, before it gets to the point where, okay, now look, you had your chance. I'm taking over. And as a parent, we have to be, we we got to be strong. As a grandparent, we know the deal. And so at some point, you just wait for the Lord to take over. And when it gets ugly, you know. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Okay. Thank you, because I'm going to take over the call. But I thank you for that encouragement, because, yeah, I just need to let the Lord, you know, do the work and the they loving, still loving him, and not get upset. That, yeah, that, hey, that that's why I got on just a little early. So I. Good morning. Good morning. It's Happy Friday. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, Sister Eva. Happy Friday, Sister Eva. Good morning, uh, Brother Andrew. How are you this morning? I'm I'm better, Sister Susie. And uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to direct message you. Okay. So we can pin down the time. I'm I'm struggling with the three-hour difference. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, yeah, I've got a doctor's appointment this morning, so go ahead and message me, and then uh, we'll get together later on. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Love ma'am. you. Good morning. Love you, too. Good Go morning, Andrew. This, this is JC. How is everybody doing? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Tracy. I'm, 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 everybody seems to be doing well, and, 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 and I'm, in that, I'm in that number, too. Just, just glad... Just glad to be falling under the blessings of the Lord. It's it's good. It's good. It's good. Now, as we bask under the, the blessings and the protection of the Lord, who's here to praise his name with me? Want to know who's on the call? It's Rochelle. Happy Favor Friday, Andrew. Hey, Rochelle. Happy Favorite Friday. Thank you so much. Yes. Have a super blessed day. Good morning, everyone. You as well. 
well. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, everyone. It's Destiny. Good morning, Destiny. Happy Friday. Who else is out there getting ready to get on the call? The Lord is not, and he blesses, and we have new mercies every morning to greet us because he is so faithful. And we're here to be equally faithful and just tell him how much we love him, adore him, and need him. Who's with me on the call this Friday? Good morning, Brother Andrew. This is Danette. Everybody have a blessed day. You as well. God bless you. Happy Friday. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Good morning. This is uh, JC again. Can I ask for Mm -hmm. prayers for my, my baby girl? She lost her father on Monday night. His name is Sam Griffin. So we can lift my baby girl up in prayer because she's still in the hospital. And once she's grieving over her dad, plus what she's going through. So thank you so much. What's your daughter's name? Her name is Jania. Could you spell that, please? Sure. J-A-N-E-A. Jania. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Good morning, Ms. Diane. Happy Friday, Diane. Happy Friday, Katie. Happy Friday. Okay, go ahead on. Is there anyone else? Good morning and happy Friday, everyone. This is Tatiana. God bless you all. And again, happy Friday on today. God bless you. God bless you. I heard Sister Judy uh, come in and say hi. I'm right here. Okay, didn't get a chance to specifically speak to you, but God bless you this morning. Uh, we'll do that in a little while, okay? I have a doctor's appointment this morning, so we'll talk later on. No, 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 no. I, I was saying Sister Judy. Oh, Dee Dee, because you were sa- sounding a little buff- muffled. I thought you meant me. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. No, no, Love no you for me. Love you too. Hey, Sister Didi, I didn't get a chance to, to say howdy back. But we can morning. barely hear you, Brother Andrew. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello. I can hear right. you. You just sound, you just sounding muffled. Okay. Is this better, Andrew? Can you hear me? It's Didi. Yes. Can you yes, hear me? I hadn't, I hadn't said anything, but I'm glad you could hear me through, through your thoughts. I didn't say anything, but good morning, brother. I love you so much. I love you back. Love you back. Well, looking on the clock on the on the wall, Tommy got started. So I'm going to ask everybody who can hear my voice, hopefully it's more clear now, to put your phones on mute, activate that feature, and continue to maintain that activation so that when the word of God goes forth, uh, it's not hampered. It's not drowned out by anything else that the enemy could muster. And then it does what it does because he's doing it. 
Good morning again. My name is Andrew again, and I'm your host for the morning. Thank you for joining us here at Declare Victory. Who are we? This is who we are. We're a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're here to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue joining us throughout the month of September, where our theme for the month is disruption. All the declarations will focus on the disruption on ourselves, others, and items that are out of the will of God and his word. Only one announcement is before us this morning. Please join us here this evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m., 8 p.m. Central Time, and 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Friday Night Live. Sister Didi Felder will share with us on the subject, Restored. That's this evening, 6 on the West Coast, 8 Central Time, 9 on the East Coast. Sister Dee Dee leading us through the lesson called Restored. Joy to be blessed. The online prayer requests had no new submissions, but we're still praying for those with pneumonia at home and in the hospital. We're asking that that be touched by the Lord's mercy and they be healed in present order. We also have two emergency requests. One request is Lisa's, we're praying for the children and the grandchildren in her family and consequently all the children with the spirit of murder going about with uh, the children not aligning to the will of God. Sometimes they have no notion to want to obey. And obedience is better than sacrifice, we're told. So we're asking every heart to pray that children align themselves with decency and with order and that God grab them by the strands of their mind and steer them back to where safety is. Amen. The other prayer, emergency prayer request is for Jenea because she just lost her father. We pray that her heart be received is 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 it is broken for the loss and that the God of all comfort come and hold her in his arms and soothe her and strengthen her faith that there's nothing that God cannot heal. We're asking for all the individuals growing up or grown that are going through the loss of someone. 
that is painful and that is going to be with us, everybody here under this call, everybody here under the sound of my voice is going to experience it, sometimes more than others. And we're asking everybody to pray for them so that they will pray for us when it's our time. He orders the call as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Jeff. The declaration will be brought by Sister Dion. That order once again. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Jeff. The declaration will be brought by Sister Dion. Then we will go in directly to closing comments by Sister Dion. The scripture for the day is Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 8. How can you say we are wise and the law of the Lord is with us? But behold, the lying pen of the scribes has made it into a lie. And the Lord has a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. This time, we ask you to check your phones once again to make sure that they're still on mute. And as the prayer warrior stands to take us to the throne of grace, they stay on mute. And we only hear his voice until he tells us to join him in praise. We ask that. I'm sorry, we have an amendment. Raywin is the de- is the declar- declarer, sorry, this morning, and not Sister Dion. Raywin is the declarer for this morning. So without further ado, I'm passing the call to Brother Jeff. Brother Jeff is going to take us to the throne. My name is AMG Hart. God bless you all. Amen. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, Lord God. Lord Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, God the Father. Glory to your name, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning once again, Lord God, giving you thanks and praises, Lord God, for waking us up this morning, Lord God, with our hearts and minds focused on you this morning. Lord God, thank you, Lord God for everything, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for every soul and believer, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, that is on the line this morning, Lord God, ready, Lord God, to lift up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord God. I pray your protection and covering over each and every one of us, Lord God. Glory to your name, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for your son, uh, Brother Andrew, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord, that uh, opened us up with greetings this morning, Lord God, and, and spoke on those things, Lord God, that we are to continue, Lord God, to pray for. Oh, glory to your name, Lord God. Those special prayer requests this morning, Lord God, you heard those requests, Lord God. We want to say thank you, Lord God, in advance, Lord God, for dispatching your angels, Lord God, immediately, Lord God, Hallelujah, Lord God, to answer those prayer requests, Lord God, to intercede and intervene, Lord God. For, Lord God, you know the ins and outs, Lord God, and what is needed, Lord God. So we want to say thank you, Lord God, in advance for the answering of those prayer requests, Lord God. Glory to your name so much, Lord God. 
for us to be grateful for this. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah, this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for our health and for our strength, Lord God, for soundness of mind, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for uh, healing in our physical bodies, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the manifestation, Lord God, of the Holy Ghost, Lord God, in our spirit, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, that empowers us, Lord God, to live a holy, hallelujah, Lord God, and sanctified life, Lord God. Glory to your name, Lord God. Lord God, our desire, Lord God, is to be obedient, Lord God, to your holy word. Our desire, Lord God, is for your will to be done, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Here and on earth, Lord God, as it is in heaven, Lord God. Our desire, Lord God, oh, glory to your name, is for us, Lord God, to be a servant, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. To Oh, Jesus, glory to your name. To our fellow man, Lord God. Lord God, we love you, Lord God. Glory to your name. Lord God, we love you. We know, Lord God, that it was you, Lord God, that first loved us, Lord God. It was you, Lord God, that tugged at our heart, Lord God, and help us, Lord God, to, to turn away, Lord God, from our wicked ways. And for that, Lord God, we say thank you, Lord God. Oh, glory to your name, Lord God. So much for us to be grateful for, Lord God. A whole lot is going on in the world today, Lord God. It's a whole lot that's going on in the world today, Lord God. But, Lord God, glory to your name. We know, Lord God, that you are in control, Lord God. Glory to your name. So much for us to be grateful for. Lord God, we continue, Lord God, to pray for the children, Lord God. Hallelujah. They're back in school now. Oh, the summer, oh, Jesus, it's over, Lord God. But, Lord God, a, the, a Halloween festival is coming up. And, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that you cover our children, Lord God. We, certain holidays, we don't celebrate, Lord God. But, Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, hallelujah, Lord, that you keep our children safe, Lord God, that the, 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 the fruit, the candy, whatever it is, that the trigger, the treats be safe, Lord God. Protect them, Lord God, on their day-to-day, Lord God, in schools, Lord God. I was just, how glory to your name. I was just watching the news, Lord God, and so many students, Lord God, have overdosed on campus, Lord God. Glory to your name. Lord God, we rebuke that demonic spirit, Lord God, that I would ch- uh, uh, cause our children, Lord God, to use drugs, Lord God, and OD. Oh, glory to your name. We rebuke that. Ah, Jesus, cover our children, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. So much, Lord God, to be grateful for, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our provider, Lord God. You are our resource, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God, that makes it possible, Lord God, for us to have a roof over our head, Lord God, and the the lights are on, Lord God. We got a can of beans in the cabinet. We thank you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God, for our finances, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, so much to be grateful for, Lord God. I continue, Lord God, to pray, Lord God, for marriages, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Glory to your name. For my beautiful wife, Lord God, pretty Patrice, Lord God, touch her, Lord God. Lord, From head to toe, Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for 
for the institution of marriage, Lord God. I lift marriages up to you today, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, you continue, Lord God, to make us one, Lord God. Bind us together. Make us stronger, Lord God, so that you, we know that one, Lord God, can put 10,000 a flight, Lord God. But hallelujah, Lord God, two, Lord God, could put much more flight, Lord God. Lord God, we continue, Lord God, to pray, Lord God. For this nation, Lord God, the United States of America, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. The laws that they're putting on the books, Lord God. Man, this nation, Lord God, need the saints to pray. Glory to your name, Lord God. Help this nation, Lord God, to return, Lord God, back to you, Lord. Help this nation, Lord God, hallelujah, to repent, Lord God. They have it on the dollar bill, Lord, and God we trust. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Help this nation. Glory to your name, Lord God. So much is going on in the world today, Lord God. And, Lord God, sometimes we think that all we can do is pray. Lord God, we pray in faith, Lord God, trusting and believing, Lord God, knowing that you are in control. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. Glory to your name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Glory to your name. Come on, declare victory. Let's take our phones off of you and let's pray and let's give thanks to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Help me, Lord. Thank you. 
disruptions that can be caused by, by other people and sometimes the enemy as well. Um, but I want to um, I want to put more focus on the tool of discipline. Um, I know we don't sometimes examine discipline as a tool, but it actually is a tool. Um, it's a it's a working tool, a tool that we can utilize in practically every area of our lives. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, in order for us to be successful in anything that we lay our hands on, anything that we put our minds to, and anything that we are looking to succeed in. And so I believe that a lesson learned is an opportunity for a lesson to be taught. So I'm going to share today on some things that I've learned and some things that I hope that you all will um, take heed to in relationship to um, disciplining yourself through disruptions or in disruptions. So this declare is really more of a call to action, um, an application to properly deal with a lifetime of disruptions. Disruptions is, are not something that we experience occasionally. We're always being disrupted, um, truth be told. And so if we don't properly know how to handle them, then the disruption may last a little bit longer um, because there's a lesson that needs to be learned in that space. And I, I want us to kind of examine what kind of discipline we actually need to yield in a disruption, um, regardless of it's a, whether it's a disruption of our own um, or one from God, we need to be consistent in learning to apply personal discipline, um, which can affect our influence and our overall connection with ourselves um, in any capacity. Um, it also has a, um, a, an effect on our relational discipline um, and also our spiritual discipline. Spiritual discipline being the influence of our faith, our trust, and overall connection with God, and then relational discipline being the influence over our uh, connection with those we love and those we surround ourselves with. Um, so that's personal discipline, relational discipline, and spiritual discipline. Those are the three points of discipline that I wanna focus on today. And I want us to really kind of examine what parts of our lives we can apply this to when it comes to disruption, okay? So we spend a lot of time mishandling the moments and seasons of disruption, and mainly for lack of accurate discipline. Okay, we, we haven't really assessed where we are in order for the capacity, um, in order for our, us to implement our capacity or implement, um, implement our discipline in its rightful capacity. Instead of waiting on Jesus, we move without him. A lot of times we move ahead of him, and then there are times when we move without direction and we, we move without waiting on him at all. Um, and that lacks, that shows a lack of discipline, um, and that shows a lack of proper tools that God has actually already provided us access to. So all the tools that we need, we already have. It's literally merely about gaining access to them. And God has already given us the access. We just have to walk in it. We have to tap into that access. And because we sometimes bury discernment underneath our fear, we develop a sense of anxiety, and that tends to take precedence over our cognition, meaning that, you know, we, we're dealing with feelings versus our reality. Okay, and so we're easily distracted by what we either see or what we're consumed by. We're often consumed by what we don't see. Okay, so not sincerely considering to analyze that our focus is off. If we analyze where our focus is, then we can take, we can take, um, take an assessment of where we need to go and where we and how we need to grow. So sometimes we veer from our foundation because life gets a little dark on us. You know, the storms get a little crazier and the clouds get a little thicker. It's, it's difficult for us to see what's in front of us. 
It's difficult for us to see what's ahead of us. It's just difficult. And I know many of you here are from the Bay Area, and we know how that fog can get, especially if you're from the peninsula area or if you've ever been in San Francisco or live anywhere near San Francisco, the fog can get heavy. Um, and that fog can get so thick where you can barely see um, the headlights in front of you. And so with that being said, sometimes we tend to examine what we're going through in that same capacity. You know, I have difficulty seeing what's in front of me, so it's hard for me to trust ahead. It's hard for me to gain, um, gain balance. It's hard for me to uh, maintain discipline if I can't see, okay? So how do we properly handle disruption? We wait. Okay, we wait on God to show up to go through with him. We don't want to go without him. We don't want to go ahead of him. We don't want to um, make moves without considering him and without consulting him. Um, so write this down if you can. If you're driving, don't write it down. You can go back and listen to the replay. So write this down if you can. It's better to go through the storms with God than to get stuck in them without him. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about um, this situation um, where in, in, the, in the book of John, um, Jesus, excuse me, fed the 5,000. And just after that, he took his disciples um, with him. He actually told them to, to wait by the shore. I'm coming right back. You guys don't leave without me. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to unpack this story. And so the beginning of the chapter is pretty much very familiar to everyone. Anybody that reads their word and is familiar with the four gospels, you're familiar with this story. Um, it's, it, it's also, you can find it in Mark, you can find it in Luke as well, and you can find it in John. But this is John, John's account that we're going to talk about. Um, and just after um, the, Jesus fed the 5,000, the disciples mindlessly questioned how they'd even provide the food for these 5,000 hungry people. Okay, so there was some, they didn't really know what was going on. They didn't know how it was going to happen. You know, they questioned Jesus, and but Jesus performed the miracle anyway, right? So just after that, they were faced with another disruption, okay? So apparently that miracle alone wasn't enough to grow their faith. So after Jesus disappeared into the hills alone to go pray and kind of regroup and get himself together, the disciples' faith was immediately challenged again, okay? So we're going to start at verse 16. So this is going to be John 6 and 16 um, through verse 21, and I'm going to read from the New Living translation. So verse 16 reads, that evening Jesus' disciples went to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake to work Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified. Um, and other versions, it says they were terrified and they actually thought they saw a ghost. So that was interesting. Verse 20 says, but he called out to them, don't be afraid, I'm here. Verse 21 reads, then they were eager to let him in the boat and immediately they arrived at their destination. Okay, so John's account of this story is pretty short. Um, and so the disciples kind of started off on the right track, kind of started off on the right track. Um, they waited a little while, but then they did something we all do. They got tired and annoyed with waiting. And so they probably felt like Jesus wasn't being considered at their time. They, they got really selfish. And what did they do? They bounced. They said, okay, he's taking too long and it's getting late. We'll just leave. So there goes the personal and relational discipline out the window. They immediately disregarded how their decision would affect themselves and each other. And so what happens? A rational response would have been to just chill there. Just wait. 
late and all. It didn't matter how late it was. If Jesus said, wait, just wait. So even if they were growing tired, they could have just napped on the shore in the boat. They didn't necessarily have to go ahead and move beyond um, where they were instructed to move. But no, they reacted out of frustration, and they just decided to head across the lake without Jesus. They did it. You know, they, they were disobedient, and they just decided to do it anyway. Okay, so what happens next? Verse 18 um, unpacks that they experienced something they didn't foresee. I can actually account for so many times in my life where I deliberately chose to make moves without God. I mean, absolutely every last one of those times were a dismal failure. I mean, I immediately knew, okay, this is really going to be so bad. <laughs> but I always ended up confused when I didn't see what was coming. And so this was a situation where these guys went ahead and did something they weren't supposed to do, but then they were surprised at what happened next. So the disciples hadn't even gotten very far, maybe about three or four miles, before the storm comes up and literally scares them to pieces. They were scratching for solutions in the middle of nowhere. Sure, nowhere in sight, no help, no answers. They can't even do an SOS flag or SOS sign. They literally couldn't see, okay? Probably crying and just being super extra because I would have been, if it was a huge storm, I'm scared of storms. I can swim, but water is not really my best friend. So I would have been terrified. So I can only imagine how they felt. And so it's amazing how going through dark times alone will cause us to panic and then lose function of nearly all other senses we have. Like, it's like if one sense leaves, scientifically it says it strengthens the others, but physically we feel like if I lose one sense, the others go with it. For some reason, we panic and think everything is a disaster because one thing in our life is not going right. And so no matter how many people around you, no matter how many people are around you, you still feel alone and like nobody else can relate to your pain. And I feel like that's something that they were dealing with right here on this boat um, because they were, it, it was more than one person on the boat. So exactly why should you feel alone when there's other people around you, when there's other people there? We all go through it. You know, we go through things on our own island mentally, emotionally, and sometimes physically, but then we still have people present. But it's, it's literally, it's, it's time consuming and it's taxing emotionally to feel like you have to handle things on your own and that nobody else understands. And so we kind of sometimes throw away everything we learned in church, all the scriptures we highlighted in our Bible, all the times we encouraged other people in their rough time, all that goes out the window when it's our turn. It's like we forget, right? It's like we get like a little bit of amnesia. So these guys forgot who and who they were. And so they, they just missed the power they possessed to speak to the storm. Jesus literally just performed a miracle just moments before this. I mean, not even hours before this. Showed you guys, look, this is how it's done. This is what we do when there's a need. And so right here, they're in the middle of a need, and they forget the tools that he just provided with them. They just provided them. And so they literally put all of their focus on this problem. What is the problem? The problem is this storm. And at this point, nothing else matters but the thought of drowning and regrets of not being disciplined enough to just keep waiting for Jesus to come back. They literally became completely distracted and completely disoriented. They allowed a little fog, a little water, a little shaky-shaky in the wakey-wakey of the middle of the night destroy their, their mere confidence in who God says that they were, okay? So Mark's account of this story says that they were so afraid that they thought Jesus was a ghost. That's outrageous, okay? Imagine being so scared when you mess up that you mistake help for trouble. 
that's how much the story reminded me of the things we presently go through in life. It reminded me so much of that. We experience these great hardships, and because we don't physically see Jesus in our situation, we let that fear of uncertainty paralyze us. And it paralyzes our rationale, it paralyzes our faith, and it paralyzes our every aspect of discipline that we feel like we had or we were getting closer to in the moment. And so we react by going out on our own just a little bit, and then almost immediately trouble happens and we don't even remember the tools we had to get through. We forget all about the discipline. We forget all about the prayers we prayed. God increased this in me. God helped me through this so that I can get through that, right? We forget about all, we forget about all of those things. And we're focused so much and primarily on the problem that we're faced with, the problem that we don't feel like we can get through. But it's actually just only a result of moving ahead of God. Not being disciplined enough to just stick to the plan that you agreed to in the first place. So what do we do? We eagerly resort to plan B when plan A never failed us. We failed the plan. So Jesus didn't fail them. Jesus was plan A. These guys went on a plan B that actually wasn't even really a plan. It was a decision that didn't accompany a plan. The plan was to just stay here and wait on God. But they went ahead. So this is where they are, okay? So write this down. If I seek God first, I'll never need a just-in-case. If I seek God first, I will never need a just-in-case. Okay, so verse 20 says, but what does Jesus, let's go back to verse 20. Verse 20 says, but he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. Okay, so what does Jesus do when all of this is going on? He shows up anyway, as he does. Okay, he's tempted to just keep it pushing. Um, I believe Mark's account said that he thought about moving beyond them and, and moving ahead of him, moving ahead of the boat, but he stopped. He stopped anyway to solve the problem. He speaks to calm our anxiety and remind us that fear doesn't belong to us and that his words alone are enough. Jesus is always speaking to our storms, always. And it seems as though he speaks to our storms more than we speak to him. So how do you think that makes Jesus feel? Like, dang, y'all using me. I've literally given you the same power that I have, but you still call on me to perform. You can perform. You just don't do it. You're lazy and you lack discipline. Oh, you have little faith. Just scary. It, only if you had the, the faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed. I literally have a, a grain of mustard seed that I keep in my, in my vanity um, to remind me of how much faith I don't have. And that thing is so small. If you think a grain of rice is small, if you think a, gra think a grain of sand is small, use the, the grain of sand as an equivalent um, memory comparison to a grain of mustard seed. It's, it's even smaller than a grain of sand. But the fact that it's that tiny and yet we lack, we still don't even have that, speaks to, speaks to the gravitas of what God wants to do in us, but we won't give him the space to do it. Okay, so Jesus says, not only did you witness this miracle that I fed all of these people with this little bit of fish and this little bit of bread, you touched the miracle with your own hands. You touched this food I, I, I performed a miracle on. You even partook in the remnant of the miracle because there was food left over. He didn't just make enough, but he provided more than enough. Enough to remind them that while they're on the boat, that they can still trust him for more. Okay. They also consumed some for themselves. They consumed this same bread, but they still didn't trust them. Wow. 
You don't listen and you don't believe. That's how Jesus looks at us. You don't listen and you don't believe. You lack discipline, you don't listen, you don't believe. But you want all these things to happen to you. You want all these things to be added unto you. Nice. Well, guess what? After all that, Jesus is still here. He's still present for us. He's still actively pursuing us. He's still waiting for us, okay? And he still comes after us. So verse 20 also impacts um, a piece of the verse that says, but he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. So even when we're afraid, he still calls us. Like I said, even when we are confused, he still calls us. Even when we disobey, he still says, look, I'm right here. I never left you. You just need to know what it's like to not see me. That's the problem. They saw the storm. They didn't see Jesus. Their focus was on the problem instead of the promise of God. Okay? So the promise was that, and it didn't even have to say it here, but that they would get to the other side. Jesus never would have told them, hey, let's take this boat to the other side if they never were intended to make it. They took the fact that, well, Jesus didn't, we left without Jesus. He didn't make it back in our timeline. So we're going to leave and we're probably not going to make it because he's not on the boat. And then what does he do? He shows up, right? So ask yourself this, where is my sound mind? Where is my sound mind? Where is it? Where is it? Although we have the tools, sometimes we still miss the mark. As intelligent as we, we all are, sometimes we still have slow moments. And I'm going to just keep it real. I know I do. Sometimes I have moments where I lack a sound mind. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding, I have a sound mind in general, but I have moments where I'm like, uh, what? So I often resort back to the lack, of, the lack in seasons where God is calling me to better. And because the process to be better can be extremely difficult, familiarity feels way more satisfying in the moment. So I'd rather go back to what I know, even if it wasn't 100% well, than to embrace the discomfort of what I don't know. And what, what is it that I don't know? Well, I really don't know what's in front of me. So I'd rather just stay here and, and, and deal with what I already know um, that I can, you know, I can kind of handle. That's not what God wants for us. from us. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to wait on him. Okay, that's, that's what he wants. And so, you know, I've, I've, I've been in these places where, you know, the tools that God has given me, which are discipline, the tools of discernment is another one. We're not talking about that one today, but I'm just going to throw that in there. You feel like you lack them. And it's not that you're lacking, but that you're not pulling on the access that you have. You're not pulling on it. Okay, so write this down. Don't resort back to lack. Okay, so when you resort back to lack, you go back to behaviors that you practice in survival mode, behaviors that didn't reflect you adhering to the voice and plan of God for your life, behaviors that possibly made you question your value, question your faith, and your ability to trust in what God told you. So behaviors that you once outgrew, but because you were forced with forced within a storm you didn't recognize, fear caused you to relapse. Fear causes us to relapse all the time. Fear causes us to disregard our personal, relational, and spiritual discipline. We forget all about it. We literally just toss all the steps out the window, every little piece, and we focus on what we don't have, which is peace in the midst of a storm, which we have it. We just don't, we don't, we don't, um, we don't embrace it. So my husband and I watched this show called Raising Canaan on Stars by 50 Cent. Some of you probably watched the show. 
okay? It's a spinoff of the show Power. If you're familiar, cool. If you're not, you can go look it up. But the storyline details a New York family drug dealer empire and the rise of this young kid named Kanan, okay? And there's a character in the show named Marvin, who is Kanan's uncle. And Marvin has like a really hot temper and he got into a situation that landed him in front of a judge. And so the judge required him to basically attend these anger management meetings. And so the woman that was actually leading the meetings showed Marvin these tools on how to properly respond to his feelings instead of like beating the brakes off the people that piss him off. Cause that's what he would do. He just would like beat people down so that. So in the following episode, he was faced with a challenge and someone pissed him off and he intentionally used the techniques that he was taught. Okay, so not only did the tools reflect implementation of personal discipline, but it also saved the other guy from literally catching a phase. Okay, like he didn't punch this guy and he wanted to, but he chose to use the tools that the woman gave him. And so because the suggested tools actually worked, he felt good and like he could actually overcome his previous impulsive reactions to anger. So I've been in some of those same places, very selfish in posture, not considering that my lack of personal discipline had the strength to influence my relationships with the people around me, and even my connection with God. They all tie in together. You can't have one without the other. You cannot have personal discipline without relational discipline and spiritual discipline. They're connected. It's almost like a triangle. You know, if, if one is not there, then there's a, a, piece, a piece missing, right? So it's so easy to get caught up in our issues that we fail to be in touch with the tools that we have to actually overcome some of these same issues. Whatever your issue is, you know, if it's your attitude, how you talk to people, your body language, poorly stewarding your finances, disobedience, lack of overall faith, whatever, any of those things, or if there's more, if you got more than one, fine, so be it. It doesn't even have to be something super deep, okay? It literally could be your lack of discipline to exercise or eat three meals a day, whatever it is. Just take Jesus with you, okay? In order for you to implement the discipline you need, you got to have the, the, the main disciple. The word discipline and disciple come from the same root, okay? I believe is discipline. Okay. And so imagine how much time and frustration um, that we that we deal with when we deliberately choose to wait on Jesus. Imagine how much time and frustration we 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 eliminate the frustration. We save time on and frustration when we deliberately choose to wait on Jesus. When we apply these tools of discipline that God gives us, we're way better. We're a better asset to ourselves, we're a better asset to people around us. And we have a stronger relationship with God, literally. I mean, it, it has no other way than to um, build a better bond. And so a couple, me a couple weeks ago, my 12-year-old daughter said something um, that she didn't realize was super powerful. Um, and she said, our issues are only problems when we don't have God. With God, they're just little situations. The 12-year-old said that. My 12-year-old daughter, Caden, said that. And I was literally looked at her and I was like, okay, I'll see you. And, and I, I took that for myself because it really, it spoke to how much kids have better understanding of, and, and, and a better simple revelation of God than we do. Adults are the ones that complicate and overcomplicate um, instruction. We overcomplicate relationships. We overcomplicate discipline. We overcomplicate everything we have. Children are very simple, which is why Jesus relates to them so much. Like, be as a child. Come weak and pure, right? Um, so this really spoke to me, and it, it really just said that God is far greater than what we experience. We can't do things on our own and expect life to go well. We just can't. 
So every issue that we have is a problem unless we take the hand of God with that problem. And then it just becomes a little situation, something that, that he can take care of, something that we can literally throw our burdens on him. He's going to take upon um, our yoke and, and, our, and the burdens that we have there because his burdens and yoke are easy. And it, his, yoke, his yoke and burdens are also light. And so if we give up the things that are too heavy for us to carry and we hand them over to God, then where does that leave us? It leaves us free to take on discipline, free to take on the tools that God has already provided for us to get through our tough times. So I want you to write this down and begin to apply it to really how you view, experience, and identify the hardships you deal with, okay? So again, I'll repeat that. Our issues are only problems when we don't have God. With God, they're just little situations, okay? So what do we do when we have these disciple moments and we rush ahead and leave God behind? We pause. And we can hear him. That's what we do. That's what we were supposed to do. And then once we do that, we invite him back on board. We get back on track. We don't sulk. We pick up the pieces with him and we move forward. We choose faith over fear. What good is fear when we have faith? And what good is faith if we're going to select fear? Fear should not live in us. Fear should literally not have our address. The only way it has our address is if we go pick it up and bring it home with us. Simple as that. So ultimately, we get through these thorns that we experience, we get through them faster with God than we would without them. You can still get through it. People that don't know God get through stuff all the time. It's just more difficult. So the appropriate and consistent discipline helps us to navigate and be more equipped to handle disruptions in our lives. We cannot avoid the disruptions. They are a part of our life. They are, we're going to experience disruptions for a lifetime. I said that in the very beginning. But we can be vigilant and sober when it comes to discerning and how to apply the tools God gave us. The tool we talked about today was discipline. We need to make sure that we understand how we can apply that discipline in order to save ourselves from self-sabotage. It's not always the devil sabotaging us. You know, sometimes it's self-sabotage. We speak negative things um, over our lives and our situations because we lack discipline. We adopt and adapt um, based on the ideas that someone else has put out there about us. Maybe, you know, a parent has said, you're no good. You're not going to be this. You're not going to be that. A teacher may have said, you'll never be successful. You'll never graduate college. You're dumb. You're stupid. But we, ad we, ad we adopt those negative um, ideas and those negative and poorly and distasteful words that other people have said about us. And we've, a lot of us have taken those on and, 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 and allowed those to pierce our hearts and our thought process, and we begin to believe those things, and we repeat them back. And some of us don't even have the discipline enough to cancel it and say, look, that's not who I am. That's not who God created me to be. I'm not going to say these things to my children and pass that on. What I'm going to do is stop it right here, cancel it, okay? I'm going to cancel this disruption because this one's not from God, okay? That disruption is literally an attack from Satan to get you to believe some things about yourself that are not true. So we have to practice the discipline of how to discern when it is that we need to implement um, boundaries, okay, and how we can approach personal discipline, relational discipline, and spiritual discipline. 
Those are the key tools. When it comes to discipline, those are the, the wings that we want to make sure that we're maintaining in all of our relationships and all of our, our dealings um, so that we are no longer mishandling moments and seasons of, of disruption, okay? We wanna remember that waiting on Jesus is far more important than our own agenda. Our plan B is never solidified. Jesus is the plan A. If we choose him as plan A and we make sure that we choose him just as much as he chooses us, then we have a, we have a greater chance of having a, a, we have a higher success rate at any and everything we put our hands on. Any and everything we put our hands on. But we have to wait on God to show up for us to go through the things with him. If we don't wait on him, we can forget it. We can totally forget it. So that I am closing there. Um, and we will open up the call to our love, life, and victory section. Um, I'm going to pass the call back to Brother Andrew first, um, if there's some things that he wants to share, and then we'll open up the love, life, and, life, and victory portion of the call. Thank you. Uh, it, 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 it's a blessing to be traveling under God's protection, but he requires to meet the condition for a lot of his blessings. And if, and if you go to uh, Deuteronomy 28, where Moses outlines uh, from God the blessings that come to us from following his commandments, following his will, are listed. Then he lists the curses that are upon us when we don't follow him yeah. and the and, and the curses outnumber the blessings like by a considerable amount yeah. there there are only like 20 only like 12 like 13 blessings and then there are like 31 curses and, and when you read these curses you're cursed from the time you get up to the time you go to bed. Because when you get up, you just wish for the night. When it's nighttime, you just hope you could get in the morning. And it's a constant thing. And we're also told it's better to obey than to sacrifice. It's easier for you to just do it, even though you don't want to, even though you don't feel qualified for, for it even though nobody else is being made to do it but you, you think mm -hmm. it, it, it's better to go that path than to give your pound of flesh and be out there, you know, at the gate of the city showing everybody how much you hurt. It's yeah, absolutely. To, absolutely. It's easy, yeah, it's just easier to yeah. obey him. But one thing I think, sister, and then I'll go back on mute, I think adulting gets in our way. Because when we're kids, like you said, it's just, you know, if God said it, that's the way it is. Because that's how God is. I'm okay with that. But when you get to the point where you just wish you were grown because you're ready to be grown, you know how to do it, you'll probably do it better than anybody else you know. And that starts to become your nature. You still talk the talk at the church you still can speak to godly people but in your heart you're glad you're an adult 
because you can do these things. When you can't, then you call on him. And he wants you to call on him before you start doing these things. Because the path he has for you may be to dodge when you would stand up. And you might want to stand up when he wants you to dodge. You get it from him because his path is the fastest, easiest path. But we're adults. Mm -hmm. We're grown. I'm not going to do it like Mm -hmm. my grandmother did it, you know. And that's when we're going to spend more time focusing on what God wants us to do. That's the important part. And he really wants us to have um, utilized discipline um, and so that we're able to properly handle those disruptions, you know, because we can Mm -hmm. disrupt. Satan can disrupt us. And, you know, God has the power to disrupt. But God's disruptions are way more powerful and way more. We can count on them having a good outcome because he's never going to do anything that will destroy us. His goal is to push us forward and bring us closer to him. So I want to open up the call um, with anyone that wants to would like to, you know, say good morning if you, you haven't said good morning yet or if you just want to give some feedback. But there's a couple of things that I want to kind of address here. And then if you want to, you know, you want to share some feedback in regards to the um, little nuggets that I kind of pulled out of here. But I really want to, I wanted to challenge us today to welcome an increase of discernment and obedience to properly handle disruption. If we can do that, then we'll have a better opportunity to um, to kind of move forward and at a better pace and a better speed that God wants us at. Um, and so if we are doing that, then we can ensure success with God. Okay, so I'm going to open up the call for anyone that want to share or you want to say, hey, good morning, or you want to provide some feedback. Um, the call is open now. Good morning, Rayha. Wonderful declaration. This is Pretty Patrice. Hey, Pretty Patrice. It's actually Raven. I, don't, um, I know he, he said oh, it's Rayhan, but my, it's, yeah, it's Raven like the bird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Anyone else want to share? Good morning, Raven. Hey, good, good morning. morning. I'm going to just say, hey, jump in real quick before I start my, I uh, have a 10 o'clock meeting at work. Christina Joy, that was an awesome, awesome share about giving us the tools. Um, when disruptions come, so we say the course. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you too. Anyone else? Good morning, everybody. This is Lori. This Uh is Lori, and I. We're gonna let Lori talk uh -uh. first. Good morning, Lori. Okay. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to say, just thank you so much. I, I'm a former uh, kindergarten teacher, and that that would be cause to say, you know, awesome sauce. Because that was really, really good. I received it. I thank you. I hope you guys have a great day today. Thank you. You too, Lori. Have a great day. Thank you. Hey, good morning. It's Moxie. Great declaration, Raven. I mean, it was just all the way through, sister. Just every how you just brought us all the way through. What I love the most, because I also got to rush through to get me bond together, but you allow me to also see how the fear, when you mentioned that about the fear, you know, how you can't bring fear into it. You know, yeah. um, you just can't. And that's what I, I noticed um, that I was doing. You know, because also what you guys said about, you know, being an adult, we all, we all, the fear of we knowing the outcome of what we're praying for, we know against. So thank you so much, Sister God. God be praised because that's exactly we can't bring the fear in. We can't bring the fear in. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing and giving your feedback. I really appreciate and value that. Anyone else? Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Lisa and Marie. I just wanted to say good morning and happy Friday. Thank you for your um, sharing. Thank you. Good morning and happy Friday to you as well. Just good morning, Good morning, well. Raven. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead whoever Hi, that was. Morning. This is Didi. I'll go after whoever Hi, that Didi. was. Who was that trying to speak when Didi was speaking? Go ahead. You can go first. We're going to let you go first. Good morning, Raven. This is PR. I just wanted to say a wonderful, excellent declaration. You covered all the bases. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I want to, before Didi goes, I want to, I want to ask you guys a question um, and see if that just kind of sparks a flame here. So what are, and whoever is willing or, you know, um, comfortable enough to share, you don't have to dig deep, you know, or whatever, but if it's something that you would like to share, what areas in your life do you need to spend more time practicing discipline? Okay, what areas in your life do you need to spend more time practicing discipline? Go ahead, Dee. First of all, girl, whoo, Jesus. Like, listen, you know, I work at a preschool. My babies are from 18 months to five, so I love the babies. You, whoo, let me just, let me catch my breath real quick. So the dis, dis, discipline part, most of you know I've been a part of the Declare Victory from the onset, so my, my core is usually Dion, Tan, and Sabrina. When something is going crazy, I hit them. Mm-hmm. But here mm-hmm. lately, I had a near, well, it, it was horrible females know when you have a, a tumor removed and then you have to wait for that report back if it's cancers or not, you you go through a whole, well, I did, where the enemy is attacking my mind, but this mm-hmm. is how I know this, it ties in. The, the old me would have been falling down a wall, you know, bugging them, but it was like, you better just relax and trust me yeah. because this is a storm. And God said in the yeah. midst of every storm, he's going to have his way. So instead of me, oh, God, and, and pray with me and pray with me, no, I just stood and knew and know that he is I am. So no matter what the result came back, I still knew that he's going to get me through, if that makes sense. So when you came mm-hmm. in this morning and you blew in like a, you blew in like a river, for real, like, wow, just to remind us that that mustard seed faith, to trust him through everything, no matter how we wake up feeling, because sometimes we, we, we're, we have aches and pains, but what you moaning for? Be grateful that you can feel anything. Yep. Like there's people who like didn't wake up. Like I, it, it's so real yep. to me right now. We got to be grateful for the pain, the all of it, because it works yep. and to trust him and not get thrown off because the storms are coming. But you were just spot on, Raven. Um, it's, it's, it, it just makes sense because Tanya is your auntie. But I'm just saying, we got to really tap in and know to ride the wave. And that's one thing I have learned too. When the, when the waters get rough, don't look to the left to the right. Just ride it because you know he got you. He did it before. He'll do it again. I love you. Thank you for yep. that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else want to share? Um, the question on the floor right now is what areas in your life do you need to spend more time practicing discipline? Good morning, Raven. Raven. Good morning. No, I'll go, go ahead, Glow. I'll go after you. Oh. No, go ahead. You oh. go ahead. Okay, thanks, Glow. Um, Raven, great, great, great share. You're talking about spark of uh, flame that grows a whole fire. Um, but anyway, great, <laughs> great, great share. Um, I think the areas I would say um, or that I'm growing in is sometimes we get so 
common casual with the things that we know moving about that we have so much uh, that they would say intelligentsia that we don't need mm-hmm. to consult the Holy Spirit on certain things. Yeah. I got this. This yeah. is normal. I can answer yeah. that question. Oh, I got this. But mm-hmm. we we neglect the fact that um, he's given us the wisdom to come to him to make sure that that thing is complete from beginning to end. Um, mm-hmm. So when we do things and they become so casual and we do them, we're actually walking into discipline because we're we're riding on our own and not of him. So that I would say that. So sometimes little things will come about where I have learned not to when my kids come and say something to me or a situation comes up that I would just go ahead and say, well, you know, but I've learned to to pause and consult the Holy Spirit and allow him to lead me into what to say. Because I know if he leads me, then it's going to be complete. It's going to be wisdom. It's going to be the discernment that I need. And it's not going to fall to to the ground, but it's going to have substance. It's going to have meaning. So that yeah. that would be my look, my That's spark. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate your declaration, <laughs> your labor, and everything that you hit is so clear and precise. So to God be the glory. Bless you, lady, young lady. Thank you so much. Have a happy weekend. You too. Okay, well, somebody else Amen. I was trying to speak. Uh-huh. It, it speaks Gloria. Good morning. God bless you. Hi, good morning. Thank you. God bless you too. Good morning. I appreciate your declaration this morning. I appreciate how concise and clear and easy to understand it was. Um, in answer to the question, I would say that Eric, two areas specifically that I'm I'm learning and growing and becoming uh, more uh, obedient in my in the discipline that God is uh, is applying is the ability to when I don't when I don't when I've been praying about a thing and being able to be like the disciples just wait on him don't take the ship out into mm-hmm. the into the sea and get caught up mm-hmm. in the storm being able to just wait on God so that's that's one of them and when I know God is working and he's given me some um, direction, but I don't understand the whole piece and things maybe haven't changed the way I wanted to see them change, but still being able to wait and obey the first direction I had and stay in that vein mm-hmm. until he gives me another direction. So I appreciate it. I, I, I just really thank God for you and for the clarity that um, Holy Spirit uh, gave to us. And and I just God bless you. I'm gonna just get off this phone, get off of here, and put on mute because I'm driving. <laughs> Thank you so much. So just before the next person um, speaks, um, I want to uh, read a verse. Um, I think it's Isaiah Isaiah 40 and 31, um, and it's a very familiar verse. I'm gonna read the ESV version. It says, "But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles." They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's literally, um, that just came to mind while Gloria was speaking, um, that why the importance of us waiting. Um, when we wait, God renews our strength, okay? And then we mount up with wings like eagles, and we run and we're not weary, and then we walk and we're not, we're not faint. We're not growing faint. We're not getting tired. We're not getting worn down or worn out. Doesn't mean that we won't have those feelings, but we will not, um, we will not faint. We won't fall out, right? We'll get tired, but we're not going to fall out. And so had the disciples just waited on God, 
um, I think the outcome would have been much different. But the fact that Jesus had to show up to save them is what he always does best, comes to show up and save us. But we have to spend time putting more discipline in action and, and just wait on them. That's it. Anybody else want to share? Yeah, Laban, this is Monica. Um, I want to thank you for your declaration, but you, I got two things. You asked the, what is what areas in your life that you have um, to practice discipline, and mm-hmm. I want to say um, really trying to not allow the cares of this life to rob me of my focus when I'm trying to be disciplined mm-hmm. or draw near that's to good. God. And then, um, so that's the main one for me. Like I allow, I have allowed these distractions or these disruptions to come and blind me. Like, and what I've discovered is that I have to cover my ear gates, my eye gates, because those are the things that I allow in. They enter through Mm -hmm. those gates, so it can cause me lust of other things or it will make me think I need to do this other than pray or to stay, Mm -hmm. you know, at God's feet or in the word of God, right? And can you tell me, you gave us a challenge and I wasn't able to get that. Can you repeat that one? Yes. The challenge was to welcome an increase of discernment and obedience to properly handle disruptions. Um, and what welcome I mean by that is, yes, welcome is the increase, increase of discernment and obedience. Because it already belongs to us, right? God already gave right. us discernment and obedience. It's us that are the, the brick wall in front of it. That's why we don't, that's why we're like, oh, I struggle with this, with, with obedience, or I lack discernment. You, you only lack what you don't possess. It's inside mm-hmm. of you. You just have to, to go ahead and unlock that door and, and gain access to it. But it's already there. But we have it. There's a lot of things that we have, and we ask God for things that we already have. He's already given us authority. He's already given us victory. Um, and so because he's already given us those things, we don't need to ask for them. All we have to do is thank him for it. Yeah, that was a great declaration, though. Um, thank you I'm so really much. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Hello. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Yes, I can Hello. hear you a little bit. Oh, hi, good morning, Raven. I just wanted to say great declaration. This is Topaz. Um, I don't even know if you guys all know what you're doing for me every morning when I jump on this call. One is helping me with my schoolwork. Two is helping me spiritually because there's been some things that I've been going through health-wise, and um, mm-hmm. just recently it's challenging me to trust the Holy Spirit, what I hear from the Holy Spirit, like that I am truly hearing from the Holy Spirit. And it's not, um, it's not like my higher self or some random thought that, you know, mm-hmm. was provoked or whatever. And um, I had a situation, I just went to um, go and get um, some, this procedure on my eye. And uh, because I lost my eyesight two years ago, I was kind of, you know, operating in fear. And so mm-hmm. I could definitely relate to everything you were saying as you were giving your declaration. I was um, operating in fear. I was like not really trusting. So as, after they did the procedure, I asked, um, asked Holy Spirit, like, well, what is my number? Because they say I need to have below this specific number in order not to have to go through another process. And so mm-hmm. I hear the Holy Spirit say 21, 22. 
So I'm like, uh, okay, well, which one is it? Are we like 21.5 in between? What? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So I asked the technician who was doing this this process. I said, well, well, what is my number? Am I below the threshold that I need to have? And she said, yeah. She said, 22. And I was like, I must have thought that up myself. And then she goes, 22 in one eye and 21 in the other eye. And I almost wow. jumped out my seat. I said, okay, so now I know. For sure, for sure, I'm tripping. I, I need to just trust, <laughs> listen, and just, like, really calm down and go with the flow. I need to stop, like, building up these anxieties myself, building up these yeah. insecurities, and um, really trust in the protection that I have of God and the Holy Spirit covering me in every situation. But that's all I want to say. I be at work at this time, y'all, so I can't get on here and talk like I want to every time. But it's probably a good thing because I know I talk a lot and I probably need to shut up going on mute. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> have a good day, Topaz. Topaz just nailed it. She said we play into our anxiety so well. We very much do it. It's a, a human characteristic that can eat up everything in our lives. Anxiety has it's been running rampant. Like it has, it has way too much authority in our lives. And she spoke that very well. Like just get rid of that, get rid of the anxiety and the fear and just walk with God. Like period, just pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is telling you and let that be the focus and forefront. Anybody else want to share? Good morning. It's Krishonda. Happy Friday. Hi, I just want, I just wanted to say your um, declaration um, blessed me, but the, a great word this morning and I love to what Topaz just said. I'm kind of in this quiet period just trusting God, but it, your your declaration just really spoke to me this morning. God bless Thank you. God bless you too. Have a great day. You too. Anyone else want to share? Going on. Good morning, everyone. Mom, um, sorry, I had bottom call a little late. I was five months old, so I was trying to sleep as long as possible. But I did hear the end of it, and I just want to appreciate everything and just say happy Friday to everyone. Thank you. Happy Friday. Anyone else want to share, or just a good morning, or happy Friday, or anything? Hey, good morning. It's Natasha. I just want to say good morning, and you just came in and dropped. That was <laughs> so good. Good morning, Natasha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Anyone else want to share? Or just drop in and say hello? Going once. Going twice. So, so at 10.18, I'm going to give you guys some time back. It was a pleasure chatting with you all and sharing on um, the tool of discipline in order to get through disruptions um, the way God wants us to get through. You all have a happy Friday and a happy weekend and do something for yourself this weekend. Y'all have a good one. You too, Raven. Love you. Have a good day. Blessed day, everyone. Bless you, everyone. God bless. Excellent job. Thank
Declare victory. 